Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Beam me aboard. Energize. Energize. Kirk to transporter room, report. Welcome to another episode of Transporter Room 3. Mr. Scott, how are you? I'm good, Phil. How are you doing? You know, hanging in, man. You know, it's this, you know, dystopian thriller we've been enjoying <laughs> the last six, seven months. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, it's been cold in the last month, hence, you know, a bit of a delay. But, you know, our listeners have been uh, demanding that we record. Because <laughs> there's been like four episodes of lower deck since we last uh chatted yeah they were thre- i think threatening is the right word actually threatening that we record <laughs> oh, someone sent me like a carbon white cube <laughs> you know it's uh it hasn't been that long if you consider that hours would seem like days right right and minutes instead of hours <laughs> <laughs> by the book so uh <laughs> yeah, it's been it has been a little bit since we recorded. I don't know what can we say. I don't even, I don't know that we have any good solid excuses except to just say that shit shit happens and got in the way, right? Yeah, so. and 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 Scott uh, has been busy with work, and he he went on an awesome vacation that we're going to yes. talk some part about. Yes, that was part of it. We both got to take do little getaways, which were yeah. Um, had us off. So you, should we dive right into that, actually, talk, and talk about the, the Star Trek original series set tour? Let's do it. So, well, yeah. Did, man. How, how excited were you and, and your little boy? Uh, was very excited. You know, yeah. you, you of course, had done it, um, like, I guess, about a year ago, was it? Or uh, I did it in January for my uh, bachelor party. January. Okay. So less than a year ago. Well, no, uh, it feels like a year ago because of, you know, the pandemic. Yeah. Time. Yeah, exactly. It feels like five years probably. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we, um, we were kind of threw together a getaway last minute uh, to try to just do something. And, you know, we're not really like down with like flying anywhere or. Um, uh, you know. I can't imagine why Scott, 
Yeah, you know, so so we wound up driving up to Lake George in upstate New York, uh, which, not so coincidentally, is also um, the vicinity of where the Star Trek original series Centaur is. So uh, it was uh, it was great to finally get to go do it. You know, it's like uh, I didn't, even though you had told me about it, and I've seen pictures and everything, I did. I don't think you can really appreciate how expansive it is until you've oh. actually gone gone there and done it right right and when you when you see the storefront you're like huh <laughs> yeah like yeah mart that's been converted or but then when yeah. you go inside like it's 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 much deeper and it's yeah 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 it really does did you say it looks like a quickie mart yeah on the outside it looks like they, they yeah. took a quickie mart and converted it yeah yeah and it's like it's this very small town you know it's in ticonderoga in upstate new york and it's um it's really like a very small little kind of quiet, quaint, old town. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's really, I mean, the, the the part of the town that we were in anyway, where, right where the center is, there's very little there. It's a nice little yeah. town. but There's a little but, diner, uh, like kitty corner across the street. And right. there's one stoplight that just sways in the breeze. Like <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. It's, like, so, it's, like a, it's like 20 years past a, a Rockwell painting. so i've always wondered about that location and you know like how could it possibly be good for business it's like you know it it, and i guess the i guess it's there because that's where the guy who who runs it james Cauley, i guess his name is I, I, i think that's sort of where he's from um and so that's how it wound up there uh but like just for the couple hours we were there it did seem like they were just getting like walk-in customers like we we booked yeah like we booked our tickets in advance of course and we were all ready to go um but then like right and and we got we were the first appointment of the day and it just it seemed like it was just going to be me my wife and my kid and then at the last minute two other people walked in and just bought tickets like at the door like they hadn't booked in advance or anything um and then um and so it was the five of us on the tour, which was nice because it was a small group, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then um, I noticed on our way out, you know, we're kind of in the gift shop, like just hanging around, looking at stuff. And I noticed like s- several more people just kind of coming in, just buying tickets, like, right, like they hadn't booked in advance or anything. So I guess the place does. And they seem to do tours like every half hour or something. So wow. so I, get, I guess they, they do somehow attract a, a clientele despite the, their location. Uh, I mean, because it's it is kind of on the northern tip of Lake George, uh, and Lake George is a big kind of touristy v- vacation spot. I guess maybe that's where they get a lot of spillover from that, uh, perhaps. Uh, but Lake George to Ticon to the the place in Ticonderoga. So Lake George is like we when we were there, uh, we stayed on the southernmost tip of Lake George, which is like the real touristy area. Oh, okay. And and then we drove up to Ticonderoga and it took us an hour from where we were. And it's basically like the real touristy area is the southernmost point of the lake and Ticonderoga is the no- northernmost point of the lake. So, um, so yeah, it was like a nice, it was an hour drive, but it was like a nice little, little yeah, you're, you're like driving most of it on the lake. And um, yeah. so they, I guess they get a lot of business there, but, but yeah, I mean, I was, we, we didn't get, unfortunately, I think maybe your tour experience was better because you actually had the the owner of the yeah, operation. Yeah, we had the VIP tour. 
Yeah. So um, how many people were on your tour? Uh, a lot. There was uh, at least 12. Okay. Okay. But you had the the guy who actually owns it, James Cawley, who like yeah. is also the, the guy who played Kirk on the in the fan films that they used to make right. on these sets, right? Um, so he's like, I'm sure he was very knowledgeable about... Oh, super knowledgeable, yeah. Yeah. It, it, and like, and he would like stop and say, I'm going to tell you things that the other tour guide, you know, don't. And he's, he right. really talked and like we got to see everything from McCoy's medical office to right. quarters, you know, and then, you know, ending on the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk in and it's like... It's you, awesome when those doors open, is it not? When you yeah. onto the bridge. Yes. You feel like you feel yeah. like uh, that ep- corporate maneuver when uh, Kirk when they that that rare time where it's a handheld shot of Kirk exiting the turbo lift onto the bridge from the yeah. back. Like that's right. Yeah, that is such a rare angle, right? That they yeah uh, yeah yeah, and it's like you there's no ceilings because light the lighting rigs that are right. you know up up top. Which is, I guess, how the actual layout of the, you know, the actual stages were. It makes sense. Um, but aside from that, um, you really feel if, you, as long as you don't look up too far, I guess, you really feel like you step in there and you feel like you're on the fucking original Enterprise. Like and the lighting um, and the sound effects help. Yep, yep. There's there's all the ambient sound effects. You step into the the first thing. I'm assuming it's the same same pattern that you did, but like you first walk in into a, a corridor and then the first stop you make is in the transporter room. Right. Um, and like the sound, the ambient sound of the transporter room is going, you know, it's a different sound than you would hear on the bridge or mm-hmm. in the hallway. Right. And, um, and you're like, you're like, shit, like this, like this feels like I'm on, I'm in the transporter room, you know, <laughs> like, it's uh, like you get stand on the pads. Yep. 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 We got, we got the picture on the pads. Um, yeah, which is great. And all the lighting is, um, is, I mean, it's really, I mean, the lighting is really spot on and it really, it's very, all very atmospheric. And, um, did you touch the console? Did you move the sliders? I did that. You did. Did you get in trouble? I no, I didn't. I got in trouble (laughs) when I pushed the the button on the navigation console. I just I want to fire phasers and photons. Like right. <laughs> the next the time I go back, I'm going to ask how much so that I can press a button. Did the button? Did the button work? No, that that's what bothered me. I couldn't figure out which. I was like, come on, looking for the override. <laughs> <laughs> the override. Where's the override? Right. <laughs> so yeah. they used they used COVID as an excuse as to why we couldn't touch any buttons. But I know that they. I remember you said that they wouldn't let you guys touch buttons anyway. So I think yeah. they're just, just using COVID as an excuse now. Um, mm-hmm. And I would, and I was thinking, Oh shit. So we're not even going to get to sit in the captain's chair. But then when we got to the bridge at the end uh, for the grand finale, they were like, okay, as long as you use hand sanitizer, um, you, you know, you can sit in the chair and we'll take your picture. You can take your mask off. Um, Cause you know, I mean, this was a COVID tour, like, you know, we're all wearing masks right. and everything. Um, so we got the pictures on, on the bridge and everything, but, um, but I, it was great. I really, I do recommend it. Like I, it's, I know it's a weird kind of location. Um, I but wish that they, that bridge is worth it. Like I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, it's and and all, down and you, and you look at the view screen. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. 
so many little touches too, like in Kirk's quarters, they have the Tantalus field from Mirror Mirror, you know, the thing that he uses to like the Mirror Universe Kirk, I guess. Yeah, they do. Like, like, like they, they've got that thing on the wall. And um, and you and you know what? So many little details I, I noticed being in the set that I've never picked up on or never consciously picked up on um, watching the show, I guess. Like this, there is just so much so much there that you're, you're not like necessarily aware of. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, one of the things I actually liked a lot was you even got to see the, um, the decompression chamber. Oh, it's not right. A, right. It's not a set that they used a ton of, of times. I don't where, where think was that where, where, where was that? Chamber? It's like off of like McCoy's lab kind of like, okay. it's like, like McCoy. And that's, that's another thing. I never realized how much McCoy gets, has a lot of floor space. Um, he does on those stages, but he has sick bay and there's two, there's sick bay, like with the two beds. And then there's also the examination room, sick bay with the bed that like tilts up and down. Yes. And then he has, he has his office and then he also has his lab. And then to the side of the lab is the decompression chamber. So there's like a lot going on there. Um, but it all seems to be really like mapped out in the same way it was on the stages at, at Paramount back in the day. Um, and, uh, they claim that they're going to be building next generation stuff next. Next, um, wait, they're going to really. Did I not tell you that? No. Yeah, yeah. They said that um, they claim that they, they bought baby. They yeah, they built they bought the building or leased the building next door to them. Um, so they're they're currently in the in the um, reformatted Quickie Mart, and they bought the um, <laughs> they bought the the auto garage next door that, that they're going to convert or whatever it is. Um, and they said that they have even more space in there and that apparently they're going to be building the enterprise D bridge. Um, now the tour guide said the plan is for it to open next, next year. Um, I, you know, I guess we'll see what kind of timetable really happens, but, um, but apparently they did get the, like, they've got the go ahead to do that. And so they're going to expand into next generation next, uh, which is crazy. So, so they they leased the building next door, and they're gonna either, yeah either leased it or bought it. I, mean, I can't remember which what they said, but they they have the space already to build it, and apparently they're apparently they're already working in some capacity on it. Um, you know, this is what the tour guide uh, said. So, um, I mean, I will say that's going to get a lot of business. Yeah, yeah. So, was I? You know, I mean. The, the next generation stuff is so popular for a certain yeah. demo too, you know? Um, so, I mean, I'll, I would definitely go back up for that. Oh, um, I would too. And, and you know, that they're going to do like a twofer, you know, it'll yeah. be like a park hopper. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe, who knows, maybe eventually they can do deep space nine. Although knowing the way deep space nine is treated, they would probably just skip straight to Voyager. Um, but uh, <laughs> imagine if you get to the point like five years from now where they've got like, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, uh, Discovery. That would be great. I'll, if I had the money, I would give them whatever they needed to recreate the promenade. Yeah. Oh, man. Hell yeah. So uh, so it was great. I, I definitely recommend it if anyone gets the chance to go up there. It's, um, it's worth it. And they said it. They're, gonna, they're planning to open next year? That's what the tour guide said. But I, I don't, you know. Specific I, that? I tried to get more specifics and she didn't have anything really for me i don't i don't so i don't know how much of it was like sales pitch like you know be sure to come back next year or you know how much of it is hard like fact you know 
Well, blow uh, your heart that she thinks there's a place to come back to next year. Going <laughs> to be a world where that's possible, unless we're strapped to the front of a marauder. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're optimistic. Right. Good. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, maybe we, should we talk about the the disco trailer too that dropped? Let's do it. Uh, I was... know it's been a while, and everyone's already bounced around their opinions. So we're just, yeah. you know, real quick. Yeah, uh, it was okay. Yeah, I, I the newest information was Discovery crashes like Voyager did. Yeah, and timeless. Uh, that's a significant moment, which the but the trailer would the way it was edited and executed would have you believe it's oh it's just a thing. Yeah, there's no build up to it, or uh, like yeah, I that it was just a, a how that was dropped in that trailer was just a uneventful inclusion. It's kind of surprising, right? I, I don't know if they're trying to get people super interested in in subscribing or or what, but you would you would think that there would, yeah, I don't know, you, you would think that there would be more. To be a bit more dramatic way to introduce that information. Yeah, you would think. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I wonder how much, like, do you think they're going to be like stuck on a planet for like six episodes or something now? I, I yeah, I'm guessing like at some she'll be marooned there, then she'll eventually reunite with the crew of Discovery somewhere, like maybe in the midpoint. And it yeah. it seems like you know the season ends with Discovery under some form of construction, or they're rebuilding something and they're eventually going to get back into space and it, it seems like you know the goal is to well we're going to if we're stuck here we're going to rebuild the federation post right. the burn yeah the burn i wonder what the burn was yeah it's, it sounds like it, it i mean it looks like it was some sort of you know political blight that's yeah. or and and also a, a physical one that results yeah. in the destruction of a lot of ships and and planets falling in and out. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. I couldn't. Fi- I I couldn't tell. I don't know. I'm sure people have analyzed the trailer closer than I have, but um, I couldn't. I still can't figure out who the captain of the disco is. Uh, no. Is it is it just acting Captain Saru still or? Used to be. You know, like um, it's not Burnham, I guess, because she's put, separated from them for a while. Right. Uh, but um. I, you know, I, it's coming soon, so uh, well, I guess we'll we'll find out. Did you? How much of the Star Trek Day stuff did you watch? Uh, not much. I I caught like a, a little, a very little bit of the DS Nine. I got. Um, and I, I read about some of the other shows. I, I I saw the 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 trailer that for Lower Decks that yeah. has Q coming in, but that's it. Right, Q's oh, coming. Yeah. Yeah. How much did you see? I had it on a lot in the background while I was working because I was um, kind of monitoring it in case there was any news. Um, I didn't see, I didn't see everything. Like I skipped the thing with George Takai and I skipped the Voyager one. Um, But I, I, I saw a fair amount. The, um, I thought the, um, I thought for what it was, they did a good job. Uh, You know, it's funny now that we're at this point where these studios are all creating their own conventions like the DC fandom thing as well yeah. uh, but um the picard one was nice it's worth watching it's on youtube it's if you if you want to check it out because it was just 
Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Michael, Frakes right? and Will yeah. Wheaton. Yeah, Will Wheaton was the moderator, but basically, you know, he was a, essentially a third guest because, um, you know, obviously they they have this shared history. And I thought that was a really that was really nice. If you're like into next generation, it was worthwhile. And you know, they're only like twenty minute long panels anyway, so it's not like it's a big commitment. But it was just nice seeing the three of those guys chat and um, to hear Wheaton talk about how. I, I never knew this, but I guess like, I guess he had trouble problems with his family um, growing up and like, or Will Whedon. He, yeah. And he felt like, um, like the next generation people kind of became his, fa- his surrogate family in a way, I guess. Um, and uh, it was interesting to hear them talking about that. And, oh, um, wow. I don't know. Yeah. I would love, I would love for uh, Patrick Stewart to be my, my fake father. <laughs> <laughs> Did, so Stewart and Franks spoke about uh, they were aware of that and took him under. His... They they talked about it. I think they said that they actually didn't weren't aware of it at the time um, that that was kind of going on in Wheaton's life. Um, yeah. But that but they um you know they you know I think they did have that kind of family feeling. They we always hear that about that cast, right? How they really all bonded and. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I don't think they realized, you know, how important it was to Will Wheaton. So it seemed genuine. It didn't seem like the usual. Uh, I mean, who knows? Ultimately, maybe maybe it's all bullshit. But it seemed like real. Um, you know, like Wheaton really seemed to mean it, and it wasn't the usual like, you know, Comic Con panel bullshit about how lovely right. it was for to work to, for everyone to work together or whatever. Like, I really do think those guys all do have a connection. I mean, we see it, right? They all, they still hang out together on holidays and stuff, you know? (laughs) So uh, I guess we should probably talk about Lower Decks because we're like seven weeks late. (laughs) (laughs) I I know when we started talking about Lower Decks, I was kind of soft on it. And now I'm, I'm, I'm very invested. I'm very hooked. I think it's, I think it's one of the, the most fun Star Trek shows. Yeah. And yeah. it's the first Star Trek, which it's the first Star Trek show where the characters speak and behave like us. Yep. It's, which is a, I don't know if that's an intentionally meta touch. And at the same time, I, I really dig it because they, they are fans of Starfleet. As yep. much as we are fans of Star Trek. Right. And I think that's, and knowing that that's what the show is and how much it loves this thing that we do, I'm really surprised at that contingency of internet echo chamber fans that, you know, just piled on some hate before seeing the frame. Oh God. Well, then they still hate, they still hate it. I mean, that's, which is they to, to hate something or to be that, passionately negative about a thing that encourages the opposite of the reaction you're giving it that has you know yeah. spent the better part of almost six decades now yeah pushing people in an opposite way to be yeah. open-minded to be that closed up that's that, that's shameful i just don't you know it's like i don't want to spend this whole time to- talking about the toxic fandom but it's, sure. but it's just um you know, it's like 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 all the stuff with the pandemic going on, like schools reopening and things like like we have like the local like Facebook group of like parent, you know, the local parents face group group Facebook group in my town, you know, and the level of like discourse ha- has been brought so low because of 
COVID in that Facebook group because mm. of because of the polarized views, you know, the, the people who don't believe in masks and the people who do believe in masks. It's like people don't know how to talk to each other on social media. Uh, and it's like you would like I tell my kid, I was like, listen, you know, he's getting old enough now to start using some of this stupid social media shit. And he's like, I'm like, listen, if you wouldn't say something to someone like in in person to their face, don't say it on social media. Because I really feel like that's one of the biggest problems is that people are, they just feel like they can just say anything and be complete jerks on social media. And it's like, and as a result, it winds up just driving everything yeah. down and it becomes this negative echo chamber and right uh Actions you know it's just don't lack consequences just because you've executed them in 240 characters or less right exactly you know so mm-hmm. it's like what do you care if someone likes this new star trek cartoon or not like what like you know like people actively like going out and like look looking for people who are discussing it on twitter just to like diss on them it's just like what you know like what is your problem uh, yeah it's, you know, to quote the one and only get a life. It's like, yeah. you know, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like I, I liked, I, I think maybe I liked lower decks last time we talked about, it, I think we talked, we talked about the first episode. So now we're just kind of doing more of a rehash on everything that's come. We're not specifically reviewing an episode, but like, I, I think I was more positive on that first episode than yeah. you, but I think we, I think we both liked it though from the get go. But it, it's really like, I really feel like it's really come into its own. Uh, like I just watched the, um, episode seven this morning. Um, and like, I really think it has just gotten better and better each week. Like, yeah, it's like I, the standout is episode five. Uh, episode five was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cupid's, er- Cupid's errant arrow. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is like the, the structure of these episodes is that, you know, there's an A, B, C story. And the A story is not the bridge crew. Like it's often like the C story is the bridge crew. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's Aaron Arrow. It's, you know, uh, Boimler. uh He's got a girlfriend. It's a long distance relationship. She's on another ship, a more sophisticated, <laughs> newer version uh, in the in the Cerritos, you know, yeah. class of ship. And <laughs> Mariner is like, no, there's no way she wants him like this way. It's just something doesn't feel right. And I mean, as they they discussed in the episode, that's I mean, Starfleet and Star Trek has a history of. 
anybody who wants you that bad is an alien or alien parasite. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so she's just looking out for her friend in the most extreme way. And, right. and instead of the episode going into like the cliched uh, territory that that could traditionally go in a lesser show, uh, Mariner, you just she just cares about him so much that she will go 150% over the top right, to protect yep. him from heartbreak and disappointment. And in the end, she becomes friends with this person that she was doubting the entire time. <laughs> they have a better relationship and a more deserved one than Barb and Boimler had. It's yeah. Such a touching, like that's such a beautiful beat that an episode that starts with the, with the pursuit of a romantic relationship ends with a more fulfilling platonic one. Yeah, it's great. It's it's such a, I mean, it's truly like lower decks is the best quality wise first season of star Trek since original series. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's, and it's also, it also, it's kind of upends the, like, because you're, you're a fan or us watching it as fans. We're like, okay, so it has to be, like Mariner has to be right. Like there has to be something wrong with this, this girl. She must have a parasite in her or something. But then in the end, it turns out actually, no, the parasite was in Boimler. And you know, like that's why this is all going awry. So it's like, it takes the, it knows the audience knows these kinds of storylines well enough that it's able to tweak them a little bit to, so, so it, so it it tweaks them a little bit. So it's still surprised. It's still surprised. Like you can't quite, quite figure out how it's going to play out you know and i love how like she's <laughs> she she friend zones them at the end you know <laughs> and it's which is great <laughs> and on mariner's uh on mariner's you know mind map on the wall like yeah yeah like that you, you see the salt creature from yeah yeah also i that yeah. to be that sequence the way she's you know almost coked out Trying to put the wall together. That has to be a yeah. nod to the It's Always Sunny episode with Charlie. <laughs> you know, with Charlie Day. Right. Yeah. And I've never seen It's Only Sunny or all, what is it? It's Always Sunny always or sunny. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I know the scene you're talking about because it's been so me- memefied. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Um, and, you know, and that's another thing too. Like it has. Um, I think it was last week's episode when they, when the new, like their other friend and um, Delta, what, what shift are they? Beta, they're beta shift, I think. Um, uh, terminal pro- provocations that is the episode where they have that friend who's kind of like, he's really helpful until it turns out that he's actually really unhelpful. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like that episode has like a cold open and open that is just straight out of like a sitcom, like, um, like Seinfeld or friends or something where it's like, it's just them making the, the sounds of the different um, warp engines. Right. Uh, I, right? I, I umbridge with, because they're not very accurate. The engines <laughs> are very accurate. That's how nervous <laughs> I, I was like, actually the, the engines don't sound anything like that. This is what it sounds like. <laughs> right. But my, but my, and I wouldn't argue with that with you on that. Uh, but uh, my, <laughs> but my point is like, it's, they're using like a total sitcom convention there, yeah. right? Like, but that that scene has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. Yeah, it's just it's the so good. 
yeah, it's just the characters riff, like riffing kind of. Um, and then, but then when they come back at, um, after the opening credits, then the proper storyline kicks in. And you do, like you said, you get the A story, the B story, and sometimes even a C story. Um, and it's always so also kind of dense, densely packed with so much inside stuff too. Um, like just, you know, like, like you said, the salt vampire, but there's a, a million things like that. Like in the episode I just watched this morning, which is the one where Boimler is um, stuck in half transporter mode, you know. That's like, the new episode that's coming this week. Yeah, so well, we'll post this after that episode airs. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, spoilers for the for this week's episode. Um, uh, you know, they they mentioned Captain Jellico. Yeah, um, yeah, and right, and like they're the, I don't the want Jellico hard ass coming in and <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like the the bridge crew go on like a it's the same mission from the kind of from that sort same yeah, sort of mission. The black stealth gear, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. But it's just to go plant some seedlings, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, and I love how Bo- I mean, like Boimler's walking around. It's even making the transporter noise, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he, nobody can hear anything, you know. But it's just it's so much inside baseball stuff. But at the same time, um, like you don't need to know that stuff to to pick up on the fun of of what's going on either. Right. Um, and you know, you still also like you do care about these characters and like. Like Mariner, obviously, like she, I mean, I, I guess her and Boimler are the main characters, but I feel like she has a little more to chew on in she that, does. right? Like she has this thing about really, even though she's good at what she does, yeah, and you pick up on that in this episode, um, this week's episode, but like she's obviously good at what she does and could be ascending through the ranks of Starfleet if she wanted to. Um, right. Her like friend, friend from the Academy is a captain already, you know, right. she doesn't. Such a great. She doesn't want. Yeah, she doesn't want to. So, um, he's. I don't know. More than qualified for it. Clearly, she and she was intentionally, um, hiding her gifts. Right. Or not showing her true potential. Like, I know this is a comedy, and that just that resonated deeply, especially within like the last two years of hearing people, you know, being pushed over or passed over or just outright ignored for what for various reasons for, for getting a job or not getting a job. Sure. Yeah. And the fact that she is like she it's not that she's frightened of actualizing her potential. It's just it's so much responsibility. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm, yep. I'm happy doing the job this way. And it's okay to be happy wanting to be in this area right she doesn't want to be she doesn't want all the responsibility and all the bullshit that it that it comes with right which is it's an interesting idea because it's counter to what most starfleet people are are depicted as Um, like usually starfleet your the whole thing is always to be striving to be better to do more to go the extra mile to you know to turn it up to 11 and you know to she's not that she wants to be no. she, she wants to be the the picard the version of picard from tapestry who wears the blue uniform and never makes it past a, a junior grade lieutenant right yeah. like she doesn't want to so uh she's Riker in best of both worlds part one if when Riker was told about the third command chair 
instead of asking Troy what he should do, he'd be like, why do they keep asking me? Don't they know I'm so happy with it? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. Play but, my, my, my jazz in my sad holodeck cafe. Right. And play poker. Right. <laughs> By the way, let me say real quick, an aside, when we were at Lake George, um, it unfortunately, as so often happens when I when my family and I go on vacation, it rained half the time oh, that's um, uh, on this lake vacation where we're supposed to be going to the beach and go, sitting out by the pool. Um, so we were stuck in the hotel room a lot. And um, I noticed that um, like Next Generation was on BBC America like all all day long, basically, it seemed. And so I was catching a lot of like first and second first season, I guess, Next Generation episodes, um, which which I haven't seen in a while. I feel like we should tackle a couple of those on the podcast. But um, but two things. One thing is I noticed uh, BBC America cuts the trims the episodes. So if you if you're oh. watching, if you think you're watching the full run of Next Generation on BBC America and presumably any other Star Trek they play, uh, you're not because they they trim bit little bits and pieces. Like um, the episode with the binars was on with Min- Minuet. Yeah. Um, which I, I like that episode. It's, it's like a weird, creaky kind of episode, yeah. but I like it. And I always like the part where, at, like, it's the whole thing where where Riker and Picard are alone on the ship, and they set the self destruct, and they I like, they, yeah, they beam onto the bridge, and like, mm-hmm. after they've kind of resolved the the situation with the binars, Picard sits down at the at the um, helm, and he's um, uh, he's gonna fly the ship back to uh, the star base. And he's like, you know, he's like a little rusty when it comes to pressing the buttons, but he remembers how to do it. And, yeah. And like, and Stuart plays it up, you know, he's purposely like playing it like he's rusty. And I always loved that scene. And I was waiting for it and waiting for it. And it just never came. All of a sudden they're back on the star base. And I was like, are you kidding me? What happened? So I had to Google it. And yeah, sure enough, like, like BBC America cuts, cuts little bits and pieces to shorten the episodes to fit more commercials in. So uh, buyer beware there. But the other thing I wanted to say real quick about that, it's a double aside, is that um, I don't remember which episode it was, but you see Riker lounging in his quarters at one point, um, and he's watching a holographic recording of like two or three women like playing the harp or something, and they're dressed in like... Riker Roman robes and says Riker's just sitting there and he's annoyed because then he's called up to the bridge and he's really annoyed like his his like is that like his relaxing space porn or <laughs> I don't know it's really weird and creepy you know and then this and then then again in the the binars episode with Minuet when he first is programming the holodeck to create Minuet it's it suggests like a few different women uh before he lands on the final version of Minuet and it's it's really weird my wife was like my wife wasn't even watching the episode. She was like on her laptop or something, but she like looked up and she was like, what is Riker doing right now? It's, it's like really weird and creepy. It would not fly like <laughs> that. Like Riker has like some weird, I know we've joked about it many times and we're not the only ones who have, but Riker has some weird holodeck proclivities going on. Yeah, he's got like some weird uh, holodeck picadillos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, so uh, back to Lower Decks. I wanted to mention, um, I think my favorite episode, I, I, I really enjoyed pretty much all of them, but I really liked the one with the with the um, the generation ship. I thought that was great. Which one um, is that? Is that? Such, that's called Moist Vessel. Um, and it's the one where the um, they meet the uh, uh, they meet up with the uh, another another Starfleet ship and they have to like 
they're like towing this like oh, ancient... right. and, they, and they compete for who gets to yeah like they wind up kind of like there's there's a little bit of a battle with um like the like the captain of the other ship um is uh he feels like he's there he's getting showed up a little bit by the right. Sarotos captain and so he he like increases the tractor beam and then like and that causes like a, a problem and like this this like it's almost like a genesis type material that the gener- generation ship carries and it causes the ships the Saratos and the other ship to start to like um spawn all these life forms on the hull and inside the ship um but i just really i loved it because um it's uh it gets it digs into the stuff with mariner and her mom where they're having to like work together um to kind of like solve the problem of, of both ships so it's like a real like classic kind of um not even just star trek but classic tv plot where it's the two characters are stuck together and they're even though they're arguing they have to figure out how to work together to how to get out in order to get out of the bind they're in right but also just just the idea of the generation ship i loved i I think i felt like it's such a classic next generation type plot where it would have been like it's a good point yeah we've yeah, we've got this generation ship thing. And even on the next generation, that would have been kind of the B storyline, um, the generation ship, and it would cause the drama in the third act, but like uh the but the 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 core emotional thing between the two characters would really be the A storyline. And I just I feel like that start when I saw that it really clicked into place for me how good this lower decks was at recreating the feel of the next generation in a lot of ways while also being different show and being a comedy um, and, um, you know, having different types of characters, but it does all still feel so very next gen gen in a way. And it's great. It really is. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like lower decks is, is maybe the, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I feel like it's the best of the star Trek shows, modern star Trek shows. Oh yeah. Better than discovery. Yeah. Um, Lower decks, discovery Picard. Yeah, yeah. Picard is, and Picard being like a distant third, mm. also. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, did like Picard? Like Picard was really was a disappointment. The more I think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing I wanted to say about Lower Decks uh, was just I love the guy. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe should we save this for the red shirt? I don't know. We didn't talk about the. Do you have a red shirt idea, Phil? I do, but if you have a a better one, you go for it. I don't. No, no. Um, I'll let you know, uh, uh, because I don't, I'm wondering if we, it's funny. We didn't talk about that. Usually we talk about the red shirt before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll save it for after the red shirt in case I'm thinking of the same person, but um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about, about regarding lower decks? No, I just, uh, I really dig it. And you're right. Uh, Moist vessel is pretty, is a damn good episode. I, I love, I, I love that dynamic. It is a very TNG plot. And I, I was also a big fan of, uh, much ado about Boimler, the new episode, and how yeah. the the I can't remember her name, but uh, the the alien uh, was in the blue uniform, with the green face. Oh, uh, Tendi. Tendi. Uh, yeah. She made a dog and thought that they talked. <laughs> and the dog, like, it's such a Rick and Morty element of the episode that you know, it's like Rock turns itself into a. That carbon, that white carbon cube from by any other yes. game. And then it also <laughs> kind of like Blair monsters out in the face and releases bats. Yeah, it's there's such a such a thing aspect to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that episode's so much fun too, right? Because then like they wind up on the um 
because Boimler is stuck in the transporter beam and and she has the the weird dog monster and they wind up on that ship of like Starfleet. It's like the the island of misfit toys Starfleet style, right? right? Like all the all the Starfleet officers who've had like you know these horrible things happen to them and <laughs> the one guy who is a he's a half I think he calls himself a half a rascal because he's like he ate half his body aged um prematurely so he's he's elderly but the other half reverted to childhood so he's half child half elderly person half a rascal rascal reference to rascals that's (laughs) i i love i love that conceit like you know that's really smart that's a really smart you know that there's got to be those people out there who have been injured or messed up from starfleet yeah and absolutely where do they go i love that the 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 place they're going to the farm is a real place yeah 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 it turns out it is you think it's not right and then actually yeah and it's a beautiful (laughs) place that boimler is worried about going to and he doesn't want to be this way but when he gets there he's like oh i wish i still was malfunctioning and then he (laughs) off like that's great like the place (laughs) he didn't want to go to at all he doesn't want to leave now (laughs) yeah exactly yeah uh and then the guy who is um uh who the guy who's sort of in charge of the um the mission to bring them to the to the place is um I think he's a, a the same alien race as Arix, the three armed yes, guy from from Star Trek animated series. So once again strong. what's that? And he's so strong. Yeah. 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 So it's like the this lower decks is able to pay off on a lot of those weird like you know bits of alien can mm-hmm. canon and stuff that like the live action shows it just it's too much money to create the, <clears throat> those effects or whatever and so lower decks can just do it every week mm-hmm. i wish they would i just wish they would show us more types of starships though they they, yeah. they they're, they're, they're very stuck on that which i understand is probably because they have a they have the 3d model for the ceratos and then they can do little modifications to it mm-hmm. um to do different ships but i, I wish we could get an Excelsior class ship or something. I don't know. Get something else in there. In there. Yeah. That would be nice to see. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, all right. So you want to move on to the, um, uh, to the red shirt? Yes. We take this time to remember those who have laid their lives down for Starfleet. This is the red shirt of the week. This week's Richard, I was thinking about it a lot uh, this week, uh, First Contact. I've been uh, rereading the script since Labor Day. And uh, I I think we got to talk about our buddy, the unidentified Bolian engineer, <laughs> who, who loved himself some tricorder work in engineering while Data's on his slap. Okay. He was assimilated by the Borg. Now... <laughs> Clearly, this Borg, this this Bolian, uh, when Picard killed the Borg Queen and used the, so as as you know, as we've been warned throughout the film about the plasma coolant tanks, do not uh, discharge your phasers near them; they will ignite, uh, right. liquid, or don't damage them because they will liquefy all organic uh, components on contact. Uh, so Data smashes it. And lets all that plasma cooling out, and yeah. and it 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 does what we were warned it would do. <laughs> right, right. So it's just weird. 
Picard, like we all thought it was bad what he did to Ensign Lynch. Yeah. But he kind of massacred his own crew. <laughs> members of it. Yeah, members <laughs> of it to save most of it. That's some, that's some dark ass interpretation of needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yes, it is. Is that <laughs> a Picard episode where a family member wants revenge, wants to pull a wrath of Khan on Picard for that that shit he did? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. What is the bullion among those guys who are? Oh, the, bull, um, the bullion is definitely among those guys, and yeah, I. I I, I feel feel so bad for him and his family because he's probably the only bullion to not be a barber in Star Trek. <laughs> so that's a different red shirt from who I was thinking. Should we do a double red shirt this week? That's good. Okay. I was thinking of this is what happens when we go in unprepared. You you when we go in unprepared, you got the listeners get a double red shirt. I was thinking of Lieutenant O'Connor from the Lower Decks episode who wants to ascend to be a Q-like yeah. being. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, I don't know. I mean, technically, is he dead? I guess he's... I, I don't know what where the line is between die, dying and becoming a godlike being. Um, his physical form certainly seems to burn up and disintegrate. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, Did you notice the, the, the blue... And white, like, lines racing past that were, like, a nod to Deckard and Nylea. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I didn't pick up on that. Oh, wow, they're yeah. blowing up and everything. It's, right. It's, like, billowing upward. Right. Yeah. It's a great scene, too, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's like, why is it taking so long? Yes. <laughs> like, it has to be a dig at motion paper. Yeah, probably. So, you know, it turns out that's Haley Joe Osment did the voice for that character, too. Which I did not realize. I did not realize that. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. There's a. I think there's a lot of guest voice voice actors um, on Lower Decks. If you actually go, if you go back and look at the credits after the fact, like uh, there's a lot of different characters pop up. I think um, I could have sworn I heard Tony Todd recently. I thought so um, too. Yeah, I don't know if it was him or not, but I could have sworn I heard him. Um, and I know there've been others as well. Uh, so. Um, that's another, it's kind of another type of Easter egg to keep an eye out for, I guess. Um, but that's um, that's it. Two two uh, two red shirts for the price of one. You can't yeah, beat it. That's what we do when we keep you waiting. <laughs> so next time, after we're gone for three months, we'll give you three red shirts. Right, maybe <laughs> if you're if you're good. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, as always, thank you for listening. Please be sure to. Email us at transporterroom3 at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook and like us there. Talk to us on Twitter at Scott Calora at Phil underscore Pirello. Subscribe to us and review us on iTunes or your podcast service of choice. And let us know what you've been thinking of Lower Decks, what you think of some of the disco trailer. And uh, if you're planning on getting up to the Star Trek original series set tour as well. Yeah, please check it out when, when it's safe to. Yes. And when you can afford to. Yep. And as always, thank you for listening, and until next time, we'll see you all on Gravit Island. <laughs>